So be careful this morning what you say about the weather. I was thinking this morning about our verse, give thanks in all circumstances. So this is sort of an object lesson for us to be thankful whether the sun is shining after lunch or whether it's still raining. We can still be thankful. And I was, I was thinking about this as well. In fact, I was sharing it with the worship team this morning. How many of you are familiar with the term holiday blues? Yeah, I think we all know this phenomenon that as we head to the holidays, sometimes um, people get down and discouraged. Do you know what the best <clears throat> best antidote for the holiday blues is, is giving thanks. And when we think about all the things that we have to be thankful for, and when we express our thanks to God, it changes our perspective entirely. It changes how we feel and the things that we say and the things that we do. And so here's the big question this morning, and it's on your outline. How can we express our thanks to God? Now, there's a part of the Bible that helps us answer that question, and it's Psalm 100. And I believe that this psalm was written to remind us to be thankful. It was originally written to the people of Israel. And it was as if God was saying, hey, listen, when you get to the promised land and you settle down in your homes and you have plenty to eat and things are going really well, don't forget me. Because I'm the one who brought you out of slavery in Egypt and I, I guided you through the desert and I gave you this land. So be thankful for all that I've done for you. And here in this psalm, we find five ways to express our thanks to God. And what we're going to do this morning is look at each of these ways and actually do some of them together. So here's the first way to express our thanks to God. This is verse 1 of Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Now, a shout is a way to express really, really deep emotion. And the word here in Hebrew is the idea of shouting so forcefully that it's like a trumpet blast. So how many of you have ever shouted? Maybe you've shouted at a sporting event. Anybody ever shout at a game? Okay. Um, you don't have to raise your hand for this one. Anybody ever shout at somebody in traffic? Yeah, good thing you're not wearing the, the complaint zapper. Um, maybe you've even shouted at somebody in your family. And you know, sometimes we have these really strong emotions and we shout out of anger or frustration. But in this verse, it says, shout for what? What does it say? Shout for joy. The joy in our hearts should enable us, should compel us to express this strong emotion to God out loud. And notice what, is, what it says here. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. This isn't just for Israel. Thanksgiving is so profound and so important this is really a command to all the nations of the world, wherever you live, no matter what your age or your occupation or the circumstances of your life, the psalmist says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Now, I need the help of our boys and girls and teenagers this morning. So are you ready? Here's what I want you to do. In just a minute, I'm going to give you a phrase, a four-word phrase, and I want you to shout it. Now, there is a distinction between shouting and screaming. And boys and girls and, and kids, remember that. When you shout, you say something in a really loud voice. And here's the, the four words that I want you to say in just a moment. Are you ready? The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Now, let's try, let's try it in a normal voice, all right? Everybody under the age of 18 or under the age of 20, let's do that. Make it easy. All right, just say these four words. Ready? The Lord is good. Ready? One, two, three. Wow, good job. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to shout that phrase for joy on three. One, two, three. 
Great job. That's terrific. Okay, now here's, here's what I want the rest of us to do. Those of us on the far side of 20, all right, I'm going to give you a phrase. His love endures forever. Can you say that just in a normal voice? Ready? One, two, three. Okay. Now, this time, I want you to shout that phrase, his love endures forever. Ready? One, two, three. His love endures forever. Wow. That's great. That's great. Now, we're going to put the two together. All right? The first phrase, do you remember what it is? The Lord is good. His love endures forever. All right. So, on three, I want the first group to shout, the Lord is good. Are you ready? One, two, three. One, two, three. Great job, church. That's the way that we express our thanksgiving to God, by shouting for joy. Now, here's another way that we can express our thanks to God. This is on your outline. Worship the Lord with gladness. And that's the next verse in the psalm. Worship the Lord with gladness. Now, worship is simply expressing our love to God for who He is, for what He's done, and for what he's promised to do. And there are different ways that we express our love to God. We can shout, we can sing, we can serve, and we can bring an offering to God as an expression of our worship. In fact, we read about that in the Bible all the time. And it's important to remember that when we bring an offering to God, there can be different motivations because sometimes people are not really focused on God. Sometimes people will bring money to an organization or to a church and they feel like it's sort of an obligation or maybe it's because they really have a genuine concern for people. And that's a good thing. That's what you might call an act of charity. But when you bring an offering as an expression of your love to God, that's an act of worship. And notice the psalm says, worship the Lord with sadness. Is that what it says? No, there's a gladness. There's a joy in giving to God. In fact, the Bible says that God loves what kind of giver? A cheerful giver. Somebody who's giving... And just experiencing this great joy. And that's what I want for all of us this morning. Now, later on in the service, we're going to have an opportunity for you to bring your, your pledges to the campaign. I know that many of you kids have little banks that you're going to bring as well. And here's something else. Inside your program is a Thanksgiving card. Would you take a look at it right now? It says this. Dear God, today I want to thank you for. And here's what I want you to do. As we go through the service, as we go through Psalm 100, think about something that you can write down, something that you can thank God for. And then later in the service, we're going to have an opportunity to come up front and bring that Thanksgiving note as an expression of worship to God, to tell Him how much we love Him. Now, there's a third way that we can express our thanks to God, and here's how the psalm continues. Come before Him with joyful songs. And I'd like to ask the band to come back up because in just a minute we're going to sing two joyful songs. And both of these songs are about God's grace. Now, church, when you think about it, God's grace is really incredible, isn't it? And there's different kinds of grace that God gives us. There's saving grace and there's sustaining grace and there's transforming grace. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to realize this morning that as we sing, and we've talked about this before, you're not the audience. You're the choir, and we have a really big choir today. All of us can express our thanks to God. So here's what I want us to do. Really engage your head and really engage your heart and let this singing right now about God's grace come from your heart to God's heart, and let's put a smile on God's face as we really sing. And, you know, there's another translation of Psalm 100 that says, make a joyful noise to the Lord. Let's do that 
right now. Let's stand and sing together. Isn't it great to praise God together this morning? Have a seat. This psalm is so helpful in, in showing us how we can express our love and our thanksgiving to God. And one of the ways we just did was with joyful songs. And here's how the, the psalm continues. It says this, Know that the Lord is God. And let me stop right there because here's, here's the reality. In order to express our thanksgiving to God, we have to know who God is. And that's really important. And do you see what the verse says? Know that the Lord is God. There's something that we encounter all the time that causes a lot of anxiety and fear in our, in our lives. And it's simply this. Sometimes we think we're in charge. But here's the simple yet profound reality. God is God and we are not. And as we look at the things that are taking place in our nation right now, as we look at the events unfolding around the world, there are people that are filled with fear. But what is the reality? Who's really in charge? God is in charge. And as you look at the events in your own life right now, realize this, God is in charge. And church, for that, we can be very, very thankful. So here's the thing. We can be thankful that God is in charge, but here's something else that we can be thankful for. The verse goes on, it says this, It is He, it is God who made us, and we are His. God cares deeply about each one of us. Now let me ask you this, have you ever been unhappy with the way that God made you? Anybody ever want to be taller, or shorter, or slimmer, or stronger, or smarter, or less shy, or have a different personality, or whatever? Here's what we need to realize, that God made us just the way we are, because he has a unique purpose and plan for our lives. In fact, the Bible says that you and I are God's masterpiece. The book of Ephesians says we've been created by God to do certain good things in this world, and God shaped you to do that. And so, at Thanksgiving time, it is important to say, God, thank you for making me just the way I am. Thank you for my gifts and my abilities, for my personality. God, even for the, the weaknesses and, and the seeming defects, because God, you can redeem those. And here's what I want to encourage you with this morning. It says that God made us, but that's not a one-time deal. God is making us all the time. He's making us into the person that he created us to be. And church, collectively, what does that mean? That God is making us into his people. And here's the thing that we can be really thankful for. God always finishes what he starts. The Apostle Paul said this one time, he said, I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will carry it through to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Now look at the end of the verse. It says, we are his people, the, what's the next word there? Sheep of his pasture. Now here's a picture of a sheep. Now boys and girls, what does the sheep say? Who can tell me? You can do it out loud. Yeah, that's exactly right. Not bad. Now, let me ask you this, kids. What does, what does a shepherd do for the sheep? Who can tell me? What does a shepherd do? Just shout it out. Protects them, yeah, from wolves or wild animals. What's something else that a shepherd does for the sheep, kids? Okay, he feeds them. Yeah, did you know that a sheep won't lie down unless it has a full stomach? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, the shepherd is always looking out for the sheep. Isn't that true? 
Now, the Bible says that Jesus is the good shepherd, and we can be thankful if you're a sheep of Jesus this morning, that he's always looking out for you, that Jesus will guide you and provide for you, and that's something we can really give thanks for this morning. And consider this. Now, is that sheep cute? What do you think, kids? Is that a cute sheep? That's a really cute sheep. Is that a smart sheep? No, because they're cute, but they're not really very bright. And, And here's the deal. How many of you have a dog for a pet? How many of you have a cat for a pet? How many of you have a sheep for a pet? Okay. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. You know, if a dog or a cat gets lost, they can usually find their way back home because they have this homing instinct, but not a sheep. If a sheep gets lost, it's in serious trouble. And it will actually die unless somebody goes and finds it and rescues it. And I think that's why the Bible says that we are like sheep. Because we have wandered away from God and his purpose and his plan for our lives. And the Bible calls this sin and our sin has separated us from God. But because God loves us so much, he sent Jesus, the good shepherd, to find us and to lay down his life for us. In fact, Jesus said that I'm the good shepherd, I lay down my life for the sheep. And so after living a perfect life, Jesus dies in our place so that we could be forgiven, so that our relationship with God could be restored. And on this Thanksgiving service day, I believe the most important thing we can be thankful for is this, that Jesus has given his life for us, that Jesus is our shepherd. Jesus says, listen, if you'll just admit that you're a sinner and believe that I, that I died for your sins and rose from the dead, if you'll follow me, I'll give you a new life. And church, this morning, I want us to do this. I want us to, to sing this next song from a heart that is filled with gratitude because Jesus Christ is alive. Jesus Christ has won this great victory that someday will be ours. So as the band comes back up right now, let's let's sing this song. It's called, My Redeemer. Be seated. Let's look at this last verse about how to express our thanks to God. The psalmist writes this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And this is a reference to the temple in the Old Testament. It says, Give thanks to him. And notice this next phrase. It says, Praise his what? Praise his name. I read a story this week that was really interesting. It was about a medical missionary. He worked in India. And he was working among this group of people that all suffered from the same disease. And it led to progressive blindness. And there was no cure. Everybody in this village knew that when they got the disease, eventually they would go blind. And after working there for a certain amount of time, this medical missionary developed a cure that could prevent blindness. It halted the progression of this disease. And the people in this village would come to this missionary and they would receive this treatment and they knew that except for this man, they would have lost their sight. Now what's interesting is that in their language, they did not have a word for thank you. And so they would say this to the man who had really restored their sight, I will tell your name. That was their way of saying thank you. I will tell your name. And that's what they did. They would go from village to village and tell the name of this man who had saved their sight, and changed their life. And isn't that the privilege and the responsibility that God has given us to tell his name? To tell the name of the one who 
is healing our hearts, the one who is setting us free, the one who has given us a, a future and a hope. And church, what is his name? You can say it together. What is his name? Jesus. Jesus is the one who has healed us, is setting us free and gives us a hope and a future. And why should we praise his name? Why should we praise our Father in heaven? The psalmist goes on and says this, for the Lord is what? The Lord is good and his love endures how long? Forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. One of the ways that God expresses his goodness to us is through other people. And a few weeks ago, I told you the story of Boynton Beach Community Church. And if you were here, I shared the story about how our, our property here was donated through the generosity of a couple who loves Jesus and wants to see his kingdom grow. And that couple is Bill and Joan Gaylor. Now, Joan went home to be with the Lord a few years ago, but Bill is here with us this morning and he's sitting right here in the front row. And church, could we do this? Could we show our thanks and our appreciation to Bill for donating the land to our church this morning? Let's do that. And Bill, if I could just say this on behalf of our entire church family, we are so grateful that, that you love Jesus and that you want to see his kingdom expand in this world. And I was talking with, with Bill this morning and uh, talking about the fact that at one point in time, this property was used to grow vegetables and now it's being used to grow disciples. That people now are coming to know Jesus and they're able to grow in their relationship with him and uh, Bill, once again, we are so thankful for how God has used you so that many people can experience the hope of the gospel. That's just a terrific thing. And church, you know, as, as we think about giving thanks to God this morning, as we think about the fact that, that worship is an opportunity to express our thanks, I want you to think about this. And, and band, if I could have you come back up as well. What we would like to do right now is to have an opportunity for you to experience the joy of giving. Now, I know some of you have your pledge cards with you this morning. Um, I know that some of the kids have their banks with them this morning. And all of us can take that card inside our program and write a note to God, a note of thanksgiving. And here's what I want you to do in just a moment. I want you to do this. I want you to stay in your seat, and I want you to think about God's goodness to you. And I want you to thank Him. I want you to pray silently and thank God for all that He's done for you, all that He's promised to do for His goodness and His grace. And then as you, as you finish praying, just come up to the front and there's a cornucopia here and you can lay down your, your pledge card, you can lay down your Thanksgiving card, you can lay down your bank. And kids, there may not be room on the table for all the banks, so if there's not, you can put them here on the stage as well. But church, right now, let's just bow our heads, close our eyes, and thank God for His goodness and His grace.
Church, would you pray with me? Father, it's hard for me to find the right words right now to, to tell you how thankful I am for all that you've done here at, at BBCC over the years. Lord, as I watch the, the families come to the front here, I, I know so many of their stories. And, and I know, Lord, the work that you've done. God, we're a people who have been rescued by your grace, and we are so thankful this morning. And Father, I, I pray that, that as these gifts have been given, Lord, they're really a, a token of our love, God, for you. And Lord, would you please do this? Would you take our lives? Because that's what these gifts really represent, Lord. They represent our heart. Would you take our hearts and, and Lord, bind us together in our love for you and our love for each other? God, together, we want your name to be made great. We want you to be praised. We want this, this community around us to know that there is a God who, who deeply loves them. So God, use us. And use every single gift brought today, God. Every thank you note, every pledge card, every bank. Use them, God, so that people will know that there is a hope that can only be found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Lord, as you continue to make us the people that you want us to be, we will praise you and give you the honor and glory. And Lord, now as we bring this Thanksgiving service to a close as we sing this last song. God, I pray that the praise would not end because you are a God who is so great. And for that, we thank you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, let's stand and sing to our Father.